हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे
Jai Radha Vallabha Radha Vallabha Radha Jai Radha Jai Radha Jai Radha Jai Shri Radha Jaya Jagannatha Jaya Jagannatha Jaya Baladeva Jaya Subhadra Devi Jaya Gauranita 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Nithai Gaura Hare Bol Hare Bol Hare Bol Nithai Gaura Hare Bol Gaura Premanandi Jaya Om Vishnupadaya Paramahamsa Parivarakracharya Astotara Abhaya Charanara Vinda Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Iskon Founder Acharya Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri 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 Jagannath Balladeh Subhadra Marani Ki Jai Shri 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 Gavnitai Ki Jai Shri Radha Ballabha Bhagavani Ki Jai All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavadam, Canto 7, Chapter 3, titled 
Hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal. Text number 18. Adraksham maham etam te Adraksham maham etam te Ritsaram mahat adbudam Ritsaram mahat adbudam Damsa bhakti sa dehasya Damsa bhakti sa dehasa Pranahi astisu sherate Pranahi astisu sirate Adraksham yetam te Adraksham aham etam te Ritsaram mahat adbudam Ritsaram mahat adbudam Damsa bhakti sa dehasya Damsa bhakti sa dehasa Pranahi astesu sirate Pranahi astesu sirate Adraksham maham etam te Kritsaram mahat atpudam Damsa bhakti sa dehasya Pranahi astu suserate Adraksham maham etam te Kritsara mahatpudam Damsa bhakti sa dehasya Pranahi asti suserate Adraksham maham etam te Kritsara mahatpudam Amsya bhakti sa dehase Pranahi astu suserase We will see word to word translation Adraksham, have personally seen. Aham, I, etam, this, te, you, your, sorry, your. Ritsaram, power of endurance. Mahat, very great. Atpudam, wonderful. Damsa bhaktisa, eaten by worms and ants. Dehasya, whose body, pranaha, the life air, he, indeed, astesu, in the bones, serate, he is taking shelter. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada. 
translation i have been very much astonished to see your endurance in spite of being eaten and bitten by all kinds of worms and ants you are keeping your life air circulating within your bones certainly this is wonderful we'll repeat the translation effectively i have been very much astonished to see your endurance in spite of being eaten and bitten by all kinds of worms and ants you are keeping your life life air circulating within your bone certainly this is wonderful purport a short one by shila propa it appears that the soul can exist even through the bones as shown by personal example of hiranyakashipu when great yogis are in samadhi even when their bodies are buried and their skin marrow blood and so on have all been eaten if only their bones remain they can exist in the transcendent transcendental position very recently an ar- archaeologist published findings indicating that lord christ after being buried was exhumed and that he then went to kashmir there have been many actual examples of yogi being buried in trance and exhumed alive and in good condition several hours later a yogi can keep himself alive in a transcendental state even if buried not only for many days but for many years ओम अज्ञानतिमरंद ज्ञानाजनशलाकय चक्षु उन्मीलिताेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित मेन भूतले स्वयं कदाही ददाती स्वदाति जाय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनिनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधार शिवसादि गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कैन यू गेट मी अ भगवदगीता प्लीज so we'll put the things in the context yeah? what's happening so far 
leading to verse number 18. What's happened in the context? <clears throat> Who is speaking this? To whom? Brahma is speaking to Hiranyakashipu. What is the context? Hiranyakashipu is now performing a very serious type of austerity. And he did for how many years? 100 heavenly or 100 celestial years. So that means how many earthly years? Human years. Demigods, yeah? Demigods' daytime is equivalent to our six months. Their nighttime is another six months. So in other words, demi, our one year is demigods one day. Our 365 days is one year for us. Yeah? So our 365 years is one day for them. One year for them. Yeah? So our 365 years is one year for them. So 100 such years means 365 times 100. Don't use a calculator. Thirty-six thousand five hundred years, human years, earthly years. He was meditating. How? Then he says, severe. How did he do that austerity? He was standing on tip of his toe, you know, like this, and then with his hands above raised and looking at, like this, because he was always want to take revenge of on Lord Vishnu. So he's always staring at Lord Vishnu. Okay. This was austerity he did for 36,500 years. Long period, isn't it? At the time, Hiranyakashipu was in Satya Yuga. In Satya Yuga, the duration of people or a person in Satya Yuga is how much? Hundred years? Hundred thousand years. So therefore, thirty-six thousand is only one-third, roughly one-third of his lifespan. So one-third of his lifespan, he was doing this austerity. And in Treta Yuga, what is a lifespan? Ten thousand years. In Dwapara Yuga, 1,000. In Kali Yuga, hardly 100. Okay. So, Hiranyakashipu was the plan, uh, doing this austerity for 36,500 years, you know, with his hand raised, with raised toe, and then staring, and, you know. So, because of this austerity, what happened? Over a period of time, his body was eaten by ants, worms, and other insects, and other creatures, maybe. Only his bone was left. And in Satya Yuga, his life hair was circulating in the bones, and the body, gross body is completely eliminated. There's no gross body. Only bones were there. 
just like when we, when a dead person is burnt, you know, you get to the ashes and the bones, like that. There was only bones remaining, and he was praying, Om Brahma Deva, Om Brahma Deva. He was meditating on Lord Brahma. Now this, because of this austerity, heat was generated from his tip of his head. So much heat was generated. And then that went into the heavenly planets and all of them were feeling, the residents of the heavenly planet were feeling very, very hot, extremely hot. Like today, the Melbourne weather is 30, right? But Melbourne, what happens, the temperature 30 comes only at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Not earlier. Yeah? But at one point, you know, it may be 30 for 5, five minutes or 10 minutes, something like that. But very hot. But sometimes, you know, it goes up to 35, 37, 40 also. Very hot day. Like that, if it is too hot, what can you do? Extremely hot. So the resident, heavenly residents felt that was blazing fire was coming out. So what they did, they went to their authorities, Lord Brahma, to say and to uh, inform him that this is a problem they're facing. So Brahma said, okay, let me have a look personally. Let me come and see what Hiranyakashipu is doing. So Brahma is coming now through his, with his swan vehicle. He came, he landed, and is coming closer to Hiranyakashipu. When he came to Hiranyakashipu, the previous verse, he says, oh, Lord Brahma, the previous verse, Lord Brahma said, oh, son of Kashyapa Muni, please get up. Please get up. All good fortune unto you. You are now perfect in the performance of your austerities, and therefore I may give you a benediction. You may now ask for whatever you desire, and I shall try to fulfill your wish. So, he's asking Hiranyakashipu, come on, wake up, get up. I am going to give you a benediction. That's what Hiranyakashipu wanted. And in this verse, Brahma is saying, I have been very much astonished to see your endurance. In spite of being eaten and bitten by all kinds of worms and ants, you are still keeping your life air circulating within your bones. Certainly this is wonderful. So, here it says in the verse, Hritsaram Mahat Atpudam. So that means, Mahat Atpudam means what does it mean? That means very wonderful, Atpudam, wonderful. Now where do we, we have come across this word, Atpudam, in one of our songs. Where is that? Anyone remember? Tava Karakamala Varenaka Atputa Shringa. So, here also, Brahma is saying, there, Prahlad Maharaj is glorifying, yeah? Now, in that, uh, no, Jayadev Goswami is glorifying, uh, Narsingha Bhagavan, through this verse. Now, there, 
it is said that the Lord, even though the Lord's hands are very soft, like a lotus, yet the nail was like a knife, thunderbolt, to rip open Hiranyakashibu's stomach. That's what it says, Arpuda, it's so wonderful. So Brahma is also using the same word, greatly Arpudam. Why, why Brahma is saying it is Arpudam, wonderful, greatly wonderful? What's the reason? It's there in the purport, or it's there in the verse translation only. Yes. For us, if our grass, if the soul leaves, and we cremate the body, we burn the body, then the soul is gone. There is nowhere that the soul can come back. Once the soul leaves the gross body, the soul cannot come back. But Brahma is saying that this is wonderful because the soul is circulating in the bones. His bones, his body has been eaten by insects and ants and other creatures. And therefore there is no gross body, only the bones are there. And the life air is circulating within the bones. And Brahma said, oh, this is a very severe austerity. Not many people can do. He's going to say, even Lord Brihu, he cannot do. He's a very most powerful stage, sage. Even he cannot do. So Brahma is glorifying him. So this Brahma calls it at Atpudam. Okay? So now, Brahma is here. Hiranyakashipu is here. Correct? Two personalities. The relationship between Hiranyakashipu and Lord Brahma is very significant. Yeah? Hiranyakashipu is related to Lord Brahma both the sides, from his father's side as well as his mother's side. Yeah? So let us explore a little bit. So Hiranyakashipu's father, who is he? If you don't know this answer, go to the previous verse. I've just read now. Kashyapa Muni. So, who is Kashyapa, Kashyapa Muni's father? Marichi. 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 And Marichi's father is Brahma. So, in other words, what is the relationship between Lord Brahma and Hiranyakashibu? Yeah. Hiranyakashipu's great-grandfather is Lord Brahma. Okay. From the mother's side, let us see how Hiranyakashipu is also related to Lord Brahma. Now, what is Hiranyakashipu's mother's name? Diti. Diti's father is? We have finished for Canto 4 recently. And who is Diti's father? Daksha. Because Daksha had, you know, DT and Aditi, yeah? And we get married to different sages. So, Daksha. Who is Daksha's father? Daksha's father. Lord Brahma. So, again, here also he is a great-grandson. So, in both the ways, Hiranyakashipu is related to Lord Brahma. And therefore, he chose to he, anyway, he, he wants to take revenge on Lord Vishnu and therefore doesn't want to use Lord Vishnu's name. And therefore he chose Brahma to do austerities on and to see Lord Brahma. Okay. 
Why did, some of the questions, okay? Let's try to answer. Why did Hiranyakashipu perform severe austerities? Why did he do that? To become immortal. Why does he want to become immortal? Want to conquer the whole world. Why does he want to conquer the whole world? There is a motto behind that. What? Ah, he wants to kill Lord Vishnu. Look at the foolishness of Hiranyakashipu. He wants to kill Lord Vishnu and therefore he is taking the favor of Lord Brahma to help him to kill Lord Vishnu. Whereas Brahma himself is a son of Lord Vishnu. Look at the irony. Eh? He wants to kill Lord Vishnu. So he wants the support of Lord Brahma to kill Lord Vishnu. Is it possible? And he wants to become immortal. First, you know, he wants to solve his problem. Birth, death, old age disease. Let me stop this problem. So I want to become immortal. Then I have a plan. And then I'll attack Lord Vishnu. Hmm? So actually, the reason is Lord Vishnu incarnated as Varaha Dev, as a boar incarnation, yeah? Boar incarnation, Lord incarnated, and then he killed Hiranyakashipu's twin, twin brother, Hiranyaksha. The Lord has killed Hiranyakashipu's brother, Hiranyaksha, and therefore he wants to take revenge on Lord Vishnu, yeah? Now, it is said, Jiva Goswami yeah, says that according to the Vedic scriptures, there are two boar incarnations of the Lord. Varaha form, appearance. There are two Varaha appearances. Do you know that? One is known as Sweta Varaha, which is white in color or golden in color. That has happened during the Swayambhava Manu, Manu's time. And the second one, which is known as Rakta appearance, which is red in color, and that has appeared in the Manvantara of Chaksus. So there are two boar incarnation. But Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur says that when uh, Maitreya Muni was explaining this to Vitura in Canto 4, Maitreya Muni combined both this incarnation and presented and summarized as one. So that's easier for Vitura to understand. He did not give elaborate description. And therefore, it is understood that Varaha is only one. But technically, there are two Varaha types. Yeah? One is a white and the other one is red. Now, which Varaha killed Lord Hiranyakashipu, white or the red? Red. Yes, red. The white one, Lord came as Varaha. At that time, he did not kill Hiranyaksha. What happened was, during the night of Brahma, every day during the night of Lord Brahma, there is a partial dissolution. The water from Garbhadaka Ocean will rise up 
yeah? And it will come to the top of the planets except the top three, which is Satyaloka. Dhruvaloka is beyond Brahmaloka. So I'm talking in reference to Brahmaloka. Satyaloka is Brahma's uh, universe, planet. Below that is Tapaloka, and below that is Janaloka. All the three will not be uninhated with water. Only the rest of the planets will be filled with water during the partial pralaya of Lord Brahma, which is happening in the night of every day, night of Lord Brahma. During that time, the earth will be submerged in water. At that time, the Lord does a favor by coming as Varaha with a tusk and he will remove the earth and puts back into the orbit for the Brahma for the next day. So at that time, no problem. It was pralaya and the Lord took the earth planet and put it back into the orbit. But in Rakta form, when the Lord came, when the Lord was putting back, you know, the planet, Hiranyaksha came and he was asking for a fight. You know, he said, where are you going? Who is that? Like that. So the Lord had an encounter with Hiranyaksha and he killed him. And that has upset Hiranyakashipu and therefore Hiranyakashipu wants to take revenge on Lord Vishnu. Yeah? That is how the story goes. So, now, how Hiranyakashipu was able to circulate his life hair within the bones? Yeah? In that context, do you know that frogs, yeah, frogs can also stop their breathing and the heart function for some time, for many days, many years, and then they can revive. Do you know that concept? Anyone knows that? Frog, a simple frog, can stop their breathing and heart functioning for quite a some time. How do they do that? This is again a material mechanical process. How they do it is, they keep the high level of glucose in the body, which acts as an antifreeze material, and then protects their vital organs. When the weather becomes warm, for example, when there is a famine or something, they go inside deep into the land, and they live for many years as if they are dead. The heart itself is not functioning, imagine. Because they got a mechanism, the frog can do. And then after some time, when they come out, when the weather is good or something, they come out and because of the warm weather, they're able to <coughs> breathe and bring back the heart to function. So a frog can do what Hiranyakashipu can do. So what is the great deal about austerities? Stopping your breathing for some time, you know, pretending or actually dying for some time and again reappearing. This is all material mechanism. So, this is a frog's uh, austerity, basically, what Hiranyakashipu did. But what is austerity for us? What is our austerity? Do we have to stand on one leg or upside down and chant, you know, with our head down and our legs up and chanting Hare Krishna mantra to impress the Lord? Do we have to do like that? Do we have to take part in tomorrow's marathon in St. Kilda and get exhausted and then please, that will please Krishna? 
Is that the one we have to do? Then what is our austerity? As Banu Swami Maharaj pointed out in the last couple of verses, uh, in, in his, one of his previous, uh, just a couple of days back, Banu Swami Maharaj was there. He said, what is our austerity? Ekadeshi is our so we just finished one yesterday and today we have to break the fast. Otherwise it's not complete. Yeah, yesterday. So Ekadeshi is enough for us. We do not want anything more. We do not want all these gimmicks. Yeah? So remember a frog can do what Hiranyakashipu did. Just to give you an example. Now, this is very interesting, okay. Hiranyakashipu did the austerity for 36,500 years or 100 heavenly years. Okay? And he, Lord, because of his austerity, <coughs> the heat was coming out. The whole universe was heated up and therefore Brahma came and asked Hiranyakashipu and he is going to give a boon <coughs> very shortly. <coughs> so, in one sense, he has to die, but he gave, he, Hiranyakashipu, you know, chose a lot of permutation combination so that he almost becomes immortal. He doesn't die, you know, that I should not be, uh, I should not die in land, water, etc., not by weapons, not in the daytime, evening, all permutation combination to cover himself. To cover himself. So in one sense you can say, he almost got a bone which is similar, which is to be considered as immortal. Yeah, he got the bone. Now, after he got the bone, the next chapter is Hiranyakashipu terrorizes the universe. This is a problem with the demons, right? Once they get the power, they want to show the power and they terrorize. So he terrorizes that. And then, at one point in time, he also offends a pure devotee of the Lord, which is Prahlad Maharaj, and therefore the Lord has to come and kill him. In other words, my question is, Hiranyakashipu did lot of austerities with lot of time for 36,500 years and then he got some benefit. Now this benefit or the results which he got from Lord Brahma, how long did it last? Can you guess? Can you think and tell me? Did you understand the question? In other words, it took 36,500 years for Hiranyakashipu to do the austerity and to get this benefit from Lord Brahma that he will not die here, he will not be killed by the animal, not by the human, not by the weapon, all this, yeah? And then he was killed also. Yeah? So 36,000 years, austerity. How long did he enjoy the result or the benefit of that favor or the benediction he got from Lord Brahma? Sorry, Mataji? A week? No, that is too short. <laughs> five, five, years. five years. Is it not amazing? How did you get that figure, Prabhu? Five years. Five years. So what? So, okay. oh, how, how old is he? Uh, our? Eleven. So he's eleven years. That means Harina uh, Kajibu, eleven years. Uh, what is the uh, reason behind that, Prahlad Maharaj? Five years. Yeah, but before that, he did austerity. Yeah, 
But no, I agree, answer is correct. But how do you substantiate that? How to substantiate, no Prabhu? Yes. What happened was when, note this point, eh? when Hiranyakashipu had that intention or the inclination yeah, to do severe austerities to get immortal, at that time Kayadu was already pregnant. Very, very interesting scenario. Let me see if anyone is asking that question. Okay? So when Hiranyakashipu went to do the austerity, Kayadu was already pregnant. Okay? He went and he did the austerity for how many years? So 36,500 years. What happened to Prahlad Maharaj? Because Kayadu had taken a vow that I will deliver Prahlad only after my husband returns. Because I want to see him triumph, victorious, yeah, with the benediction. When he comes back, then I will deliver Prahlad. So that he'll be happy, right? With his father, he'll be happy. But he went, he did for 36,500 years. And then when he came back, Prahlad was born. And then it lasted as you read. The moment he got benediction, which is this point, okay? When he got benediction from Lord Brahma, he came back home. At that time, uh, Prahlad Maharaj was with Narada Muni in his ashram. He took the mother and the son and brought him to his palace. And he was terrorizing uh, not only the universe, but also Prahlad Maharaj, for which he got the reaction. He was killed five years only. It lasted. But how are you going to justify this 36,500 years? You got the point? Any thoughts? Kahyadu was withholding her pregnancy for 36,000 years. And during that time, he was, she was hearing Bhagavadam often from Narada Muni. See, during the pregnancy. That's why Prahlad Maharaj is so, you know, in the womb. We say Prahlad Maharaj in the womb, you know, people may consider that it's 10 months. No, such a long period of time. But you may ask, why? How? How do you say that? How do you say that he was there in the womb for 36,500 years or 36,000 years? Where Prahlad Maharaj himself says in... Just a minute, bear with me. Chapter 7. We are just quickly revisiting, you know, or going back to chapter, going forward to chapter 7. Very interesting, huh? I was just going through that to find out this. Hmm. 14. Pranath Maharaj is saying <coughs> to his friends, my mother being pregnant, yeah, desired the safety of her embryo, which is me, and desired to give birth after her husband's arrival. Thus, she stayed at Narada Muni's ashrama, where she rendered service onto Narada Muni with great attention. Narada Muni delivered his instruction both to me, who was within the 
to me, he's saying he was within the womb, and to my mother, who was engaged in rendering him service. Because he's naturally kind, that is, Narada Muni is naturally kind to fallen souls, being in a transcendental position, he gave instructions on religion and transcendental knowledge. These instructions were free from all material contamination. So Narada Muni was giving spiritual instruction. This is a very important verse. Text number 16. Because of the long duration of time that, that has passed and because of her being a woman and therefore less intelligent, Prahlad Maharaj is talking about his mother. My mother has forgotten all those instructions, but the great sage Narada blessed me and therefore I could not forget, forget them. Then Prahlad Maharaj continued with his friends that whatever the teaching was there. So with his friends he's discussing. That's why we come to know. And Kayadu has got a potential. She is, you know, very powerful also. You know, very at those times already Satya Yoga, they're very powerful people. On top of that, you know, he's a wife of Hiranyakashipu. They had you know, great potential those times. So they can withhold their pregnancy. So Prahlad Maharaj, in others, in other words, Prahlad Maharaj was listening to Narada Muni for a very long time. That is why he is a very, when he came out, right, he became almost a pure devotee. He is a pure devotee. Now, in this context, I want to ask you a question, okay? Because Prahlad Maharaj has come. Is Prahlad Maharaj a Nitya Siddha or Kripa Siddha or Sadhana Siddha? What is he? Think for a minute and answer this question, yeah? You know, Prahlad Maharaj is a Mahabhagavata, great devotee of the Lord. So much attracted, the Lord was attracted to him. See, normally we are attracted to Krishna, okay? We want to be attracted and we love Krishna. But the, this is other way around. The Lord is attracted to Prahlad Maharaj. This is very, very, you know, unique. Lord wanted to do anything for him. This was attraction, okay? So, what was he based on that? Is he a Sadhana Siddha or a Kripa Siddha? Or a Nitya Siddha. What is he? Nitya Siddha. Correct. Anyone else? That's it. Only one answer. For Prahlad Maharaj. Kripa Siddha. Correct. Then? What's the next one? Correct. He's all the three. How? He was Nitya Siddha because he is an eternal associate of the Lord. The Lord has sent Prahlad Maharaj for his pastime. Just like any other form. Not, he is residing with the Lord. You know, the love. He's eternal associate. Therefore, he's Nitya with the Lord. He was Kripa Siddha because he got the extreme favor of Narasimha Dev and Narada Muni. Maximum favor. Maximum, they have showered his, their mercy on him, yeah? Blessings from both. So his kripa, completely surcharged. Yeah? And then he was a sadhana siddha. Why? Because he practiced devotion service under the guidance of Narada Muni, as if Narada Muni was a teacher. He set an example because he's a great uh, Mahabhagavat, yeah? Just like Krishna, just like anyone else, you know? 
like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, having a spiritual master and following the devotion service. Because he's setting an example. These great people, know, they set an example for us. So he's all the three. So that is his greatness, yeah? Okay, got it. Uh, all right. Then, who did the similar kind of austerity? Like Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu was a demon. He did severe austerity and he made the planet extremely hot, blazing almost. Yeah? Who did a similar kind of austerity? Ravana did. But uh, that's also okay. Anyone else I'm thinking of? Dhruva Maharaj. Now, what did Dhruva Maharaj do? I'm not talking about the, the description of his uh, austerity, but what did he achieve? Uh, what, what, what was the effect of his austerity? Dhruva Maharaj austerity. What was the effect? When he did, he did only for six months. Hiranyakashipu did for 36,000 years and he produced heat and all that. Dhruva Maharaj, only six months. What was the effect of his austerity? He saw that is the outcome, effect of his austerity. What did the planet, what did the heavenly uh, resident felt? How did they felt it? So in the case of Hiranyakashipu, heat was generating from his head and they were feeling very, very hot, extremely hot. But in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, what did the residents, how did they feel? Yes, exactly. How did it happen? How did this happen? Choking. All were suffocating. They cannot breathe properly. No oxygen. <coughs> How come? What is the reason behind that? How did this happen? But how that that? Okay. Now, because of his austerity, right? He was in union with the Lord's consciousness. See? He's a small boy, five years old. In consciousness, he's almost, uh, almost like Lord Vishnu because of that, you know, of his meditation, in union with the Lord's consciousness. And therefore, when he stopped breathing, the total universal breathing stopped and it choked. You understand? So in one sense, you can say, he's almost become as powerful as Lord Vishnu because of his austerity. Of course, he was a devotee, so the Lord also favored, you know. And when he pressed his toe, the whole world was going down like that, you know. Planet was shaking. So this was uh, in union because of his um, devotion service. It's not because of, um, like Hiranyakashipu, to get something back. But because of austerity, he choked the entire planet in consciousness with the Lord, consciousness. And therefore, uh, in the case of Brahma, he, in the case of Hiranyakashipu, he prayed to Lord Brahma. But Dhruva Maharaj was planning, uh, praying to Lord Vishnu. Therefore, Lord Vishnu was very happy to come and see. He said, when the residents, when the heavenly residents, when they went to Brahma and Brahma went to uh, Lord Vishnu, Lord Vishnu, they said, oh, it's all choking, we can't breathe. Then Lord Vishnu said, okay, I will go and see him. You know, the Lord wanted, had a desire to go and see Dhruva Maharaj. So the Lord was personally saw him and was very pleased to see Dhruva Maharaj. But that was his austerity also. So that was one. 
Then I was also thinking of another example in Canto 4 about this episode, where if you recall, this is Ruva Maharaj is also Canto 4, very important chapter in the Canto 4, lot of important chapters. In the Canto 4 also, I'm thinking of a similar incident, incident where Vena was dead, you know, King Vena was dead. And people could churn his body, and other body was formed. Can you imagine that? There is a dead body, you do some churning, you know, some mechanical process, and through that another body is coming. How is it possible? This is, we have seen that in Canto 4. Similar kind of logic, yeah? So how do we substantiate this answer? How is it possible? See, do you know the background of King Vena? What happened? All of you know, isn't it? Vena was a very wicked ruler. Although he was born to King Anga, who is a very, very noble personality. Because King Anga married the daughter of irreligion, wife was not good. See how the progeny is happening. Wife was not good. Now he got a son, Anga, who is a terrorist. He's a very wicked person. When he was young, when he was about five, six years old, when his friends doesn't listen to him, he will take a knife and chop off the head. Just when Prahlad Maharaj was five years, he was worshipping in Lord Vishnu. But this guy, Vena, he chop off his head, he will kill them mercilessly. This was the attitude of King Vena. But his, ma his father tried and tried Anga. And he was so much disgusted that one day night he ran away from home. Because he could not see his son, you know, not cooperating with him, not becoming a ruler. So he left home and the disappearance of King Anga was not known. He went, that's it. Unable to trace him back. Then Vena, what happened? Because the king went, King Anga left the palace, there was no ruler and all the decoits and the robbers, you know, they came up and they were looting everything, you know. And therefore the sages thought, okay, anyway, he's a son of Anga, Vena, let him make him as a king. When Vena, the same mentality, when Vena was made the king in the place of Anga, he was terrorizing, you know, the universe. He was blaspheming the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vena was saying that I am the Lord because I am the ruler. Therefore, all should worship me. The same mentality. And therefore, the sages went to him and they told, listen, what you are doing is not correct. Okay? You are the representative of the Lord. You are not the Lord. Therefore, you have got some norms to follow. You have to behave yourself. Vena said, no. If you talk that, I will kill you. He was threatening the sages. So the, th say, the sages and the saintly people who have gone to give advice to King Vena was very powerful. What they did was, just by chanting a mantra, they killed him. All the sages chanted some mantra and Vena was dead. At that time, Anga's wife was very upset. She said, what can we do? You know, you killed my son and all that. But at that time, again, the robbers came up, you know. Again, the robbers 
<coughs> and the plunders, you know, they were in the city looting. So therefore, the situation was very critical. So the sages and the saintly person, what they thought is, fine, Vena, we have got a body. Through the body, we will churn and we will make one more, we will make one more king, King Prithu, and he will rule it. So how they did it? The logic is, how through the semen of a man, and other bodies created. In the same technique, they thought the ingredients to create another body is already in the body of a dead body of Vena. And therefore, we should be able to do that. So they did an experiment, basically. Okay? So what they did was, due to the mantra and so many mechanical devices, they used, churned the body of King Vena. Because the reason is, a very important reason for churning the body of King Vena is that they want to continue the lineage of Dhruva Maharaj, the family of Dhruva Maharaj. Because Anga comes from Dhruva Maharaj lineage followed by Vena. And tomorrow if the Vena's uh, lineage is stopped, then it will not continue. You know? So therefore, they are very keen to continue the uh, seminal succession of the family in the line of Dhruva Maharaj. So, with the mantras, what they did, they churned. And because Vena was very sinful, they cleverly, they were, they, because they had a lot of this Vedic uh, understanding and knowledge with them, their action was also perfect. The sages and the saintly people, action was also perfect. What they did was, Vena has did a lot of sinful activities. They churned the body, and initially they gave birth to a person known as Bahusha. Now this person was short, with short legs and short arms, and with red eyes and copper-colored hair and all that stuff. Yeah? He is representing the sinful action. So first he was born, and through that process, they purified burn, uh, Vena's body. Now this person came from the lower part of the body. And once when this person came and Vena's body was purified, then again they churned the upper portion of Vena's body and through that process they got two personalities. Who's that? A man and a female, Prithu Maharaj and Arshi. Prithu Maharaj is the incarnation of Lord Vishnu and Arshi is the incarnation of Lakshmi Devi. And then the lineage continued. So this technique was also used before. Churning a dead body and able to get. But not everyone can do that. It is an art, it's a technique. And you should know this Vedic skill. Yeah? And you should be very well, very well versed with the Vedic knowledge. And you should be perfect in your sadhana. Then you can produce like this saintly person. And also, we see that also in ancient time in Egypt, yeah? Dead bodies were preserved as mummies. Yeah, you know that, right? Dead bodies were preserved as mummies in pyramids with the hope that one day they may come alive. There are so many bodies there. They preserve it due to some, with some chemical processes and preserve it. I was surprised to know this point or this aspect that some of these Bollywood actors, you know, have insured their organs, insurance. 
I've heard insurance only for external things, you know, like car, house, you know, computer and all that. Now some of them have insured their parts, like kidneys insured for 80 million or something. <laughs> what, a, what a kind of, you know, um, it's so silly, actually. Somewhere I read that, you know. Anyway, moving on, Srila uh, Prabhupada talks about, okay, where did Hiranyakashipu go and do the austerity? Which hill did he go? This is often coming in Srimad Bhagavatam. That's why I thought we will touch upon this point. Yeah? Hiranyakashipu did austerity in a place, in a hill, to be precise. What hill was it? Very famous. Mandara hill. Good. Now, Mandara hill is very, very powerful, right? It is very conducive for austerities. Just like we, although we are in Melbourne, we are practicing devotion service, yet we cannot chant sometimes, right? When we chant, we see some car. Oh, in three months I want this car. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Oh, this house, two-story house. I also got two-story, but this house is good. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. All that's going on. When we chant, yeah, in Melbourne it happens. But we sometimes we go to Brindavan and Mayapur, where the place is naturally austere because it's holy dam, and there it's easier for us to practice Krishna consciousness. Correct? We have felt it. Even if we, if we were there for one week or three days or five days, yet we know that you know we are connected to the very potential. Uh, place and therefore we can do our sadhana very nicely. In the same way, these people also, when they want to do austerity, they pick up Mandara Hill. It's austere, very powerful. Therefore, you get the power effectively. Hiranyakashipu was a little bit smart, okay? He did not live in his palace and do austerity, see? He got out of his house. His house is a binding, no? It's always. You cannot do anything properly. <laughs> Always there will be distraction. So, Mandara Hill, what is this famous for? How many people did austerity? In the fourth canto, it is said that Prithu Maharaj, now you know how Vena body was churned, and Prithu Maharaj and Archie were produced through his body. Prithu Maharaj and Archie, at the end of their lifetime, they went to Mandara Hill and they did the austerity where Prithu Maharaj died and uh, Archie went to the top of the hill and she cremated the body and she also jumped into the funeral pyre. That was Mandara Hill. Again, Prithu Maharaj's son, King Agnidara. After Prithu Maharaj left, he gave the kingdom to Agnidara, his son, eldest son. Now Agnidara he wanted to produce a very good progeny. He wanted to have a very good son. So he did not go to France or Italy. He went to Mandara Hill and did austerity to produce a very good progeny son. So for that he used, he went to Mandara, he did austerity, then he came back and he had a progeny. Then, in the seventh canto, Hiranyakashipu went to Mandara to perform austerity. Then, in the eighth canto, in the churning of ocean, Mandara hill was used as a, as a churning rod. But when they used a churning rod, did they 
were they successful in churning the milk ocean? No. Why? Because it, the base was not there. It was falling over. See, the milk ocean is there. Mandara hill they done, but it was falling over. They could not do it properly. Therefore, they seeked the help of Lord Vishnu and Lord Vishnu came as Kurma avatar. And Lord came and the, manda was, the Kurma avatar, it was very stable and they put the mandara on top of the Lord's back and were searching. They were doing the journey and the Lord was also, you know, had some scratching problem. The Lord, it was pleasing the Lord too. That's what it said. So, Mandara was also used there. And there could be many instances where Mandara was used for austerity, but these are some other things. Now, finally, to conclude, Lord Brahma is there, who gave the boon to Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu terrorized. He also wanted to kill his son, Prahlad Maharaj. So Hiranyakashipu is there, Prahlad Maharaj is there. Hiranyakashipu, the biggest demon, the supreme personality of demon. Hiranyakashipu. And Prahlad Maharaj, the Maha Bhagavata is there. Now, between the two, all of us, where do we fit in between the two? Say, for example, on one scale we have got Hiranyakashipu, and other scale we have got Prahlad Maharaj, okay? Now, as devotees of Lord, where do we fit in? I want you to think and tell me, where are we fitting in? Closer towards Hiranyakashipu? Or more towards Prahlad Maharaj? See? More towards Prahlad Maharaj. You are all Hiranyakashipu gang, is it? You are supporting Hiranyakashipu. Anyone on Hiranyakashipu side? See, Hiranyakashipu's also we cannot imitate or we cannot act because he's a demon. He's a supreme demon, okay? Powerful demon. So that is, we are not that. At the same time, we are also not Prahlad Maharaj. Are we all the three, Nidya Siddha, Kripa Siddha, Sadhana Siddha? Sadhana Siddha we are doing, devotion service. So, we are not Prahlad Maharaj, we are not Hiranyakashipu. We have to fit into the area. For that, what we should do? We have to listen to what Krishna says in 17th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. That's all we have to do, okay? I'm going to read that. Not the whole chapter, just a few verses. Then we will know what the Lord is saying <coughs> about austerity, okay? Now, where is it? 17.14, 15, 16. That's what we want. Okay, the Lord is talking, the chapter 17 of Bhagavad Gita is known as the divisions of faith, okay? Verse number 14, English translation. The austerity of the body, the Lord is saying, Hiranyakashipu was torturing his body, okay? What Lord Krishna is saying, the austerity of body consists in the worship of Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master, and superiors like the father and mother. And in cleanliness, 
simplicity, celibacy, and non-violence. That's all we have to do. This is austerity of the body. You need not have to go and jump upside down. Yeah? You need not have to produce heat on the top of your head. You need not have to do all this nonsense. Just follow this austerity. What is that? Worship the Supreme Lord, all the Brahminas, spiritual masters, elders. Be clean, austere. That's it. Okay, that is 14. Then, austerity of speech consists in speaking words that are truthful, pleasing, beneficial, and not agitating to others. And also, in regularly reciting Vedic scriptures. We must talk, we must recite Vedic scriptures like Srimad Bhagavadam, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Then it is already, the speech is austere. You need not have to do anything extra. And finally, verse number 16, and satisfaction, simplicity, gravity, self-control, purification of one's existence are the austerities of mind. So Lord is talking about three austerities. What is that? Austerity of the body, austerity of speech, and austerity of mind. So austerity of mind is, you have to be simple, gravity, self-control, and purification of one's existence. Yeah? So how do you purify our existence? Yeah, chanting is for the mind purification, reading is for the intelligence. Yeah? If you chant, your mind will be purified. If you read scriptures, your intelligence will be purified. If you take prashadam, your body will be purified. Yeah? Gross body and subtle body. And if you do service, your false ego will be purified. So that's why service to Krishna is very important. You may do anything, but if you don't take up any service in the temple, your false ego will not be purified. You must, we must do some service in the temple. Doesn't matter, meager, anything. Otherwise, how do false ego, how will it go? Yeah? We are chanting, okay, mind will be purified. We are taking pressure on the body. We are reading scriptures, mind. But service, without service, you think that I am the controller, master. You are not a servant, right? Service means what? I am a servant of the Lord. That is service. So some service we must take up. Otherwise, false ego, very difficult. Okay, we'll stop here. Thank you. Any questions, comments, reflections on this? Quickly. Very nice talk. And we learned a lot from... Prabhu, give the mic to yeah, The detailed austerity of uh, Hiranyakoshipu, also the blessing that uh, Prahlad got it's quite quite uh, educational for us. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. So we'll stop here. Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavadam ki jai. Jagat Guru Shela Prabhupada ki jai. Nithai Gaura Premanandi. One question is uh, Mandar Parva geographically where it is now? In India? 